We ask you now, O God, to use and overrule our thoughts and our words, so that it may be your word which is spoken and your word which is heard. Amen. All of the Christian doctrines, all of the great uh, pieces of our faith are really all of one piece. They all come together, and if you pull one thread out, the whole thing can unravel. That's why heresy is so uh, dangerous, because heresy is saying, I'll take that piece of the Catholic faith, but not that. And if you start pulling things apart, the whole thing comes apart, because it really is one thing. One of the core doctrines of our faith is the Incarnation. And the Christian faith is unique among all human religions, as near as I can tell, in teaching that Almighty God, the Supreme Being, came down and became one of us. Many religions, will, you know, will, uh, especially the pagan religions, the gods, you know, will come down in some sort of human form and do something usually scandalous with women. But never, never is it ever taught that God himself became one of us. But that is a fundamental Christian doctrine. In fact, it's woven throughout everything we believe because it is of absolute importance. And that's what we're celebrating this week, in part, with the Feast of the, of, the, of the Assumption. Almighty God himself became one of us. He became one of us as a tiny, single cell inside his mother, and grew into an embryo, and from that embryo grew into a fetus, and from that fetus was born an infant and grew to be a toddler and a little boy, a remarkable little boy to be sure, but a little boy that grew to be an adolescent, grew to be a man. At every stage of life, Almighty God took on our human nature. This is the fundamental fact of the Christian faith. That's why I've always said that the Incarnation, the Feast of the Annunciation that we celebrated a couple of months ago, that feast is the central moment of all of human history, and really not only of all of human history, but of the entire history of creation. St. Paul in Galatians, his epistle to the Galatians, chapter 4, verse 4 says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman born under the law. The fullness of time, everything was prepared for that moment when Almighty God himself stepped into our human history and became one of us. He did not put on a human suit to wear for a few years and then take off. He did not put on a human costume like an actor to play his part on a stage and then take off the costume. He became one of us. He assumed our human nature. God himself, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, became a man. That's a fundamental teaching. And we see this then reflected because then all the way through his life, he's living as one of us. He is one of us. Everything he does is with his human nature as well as his divine. When he suffers on the cross, he suffers and dies in our human nature. And by doing so, he cancels 
the debt that sin has created. As we sing in the exalted, O certum necessarium ade peccatum, quod Christi morte deletum est. O certainly necessary sin of Adam, which is canceled by Christ's death. And then he rose again from the dead, again, in our human nature. And that's fundamental, because that means that not only has he conquered sin by his death, he has conquered death by his resurrection in our human nature. And then this week we celebrate his ascension into heaven, again, as a human, as a man, as one of us. He ascended into heaven. His life, the whole, we, we, this is all the Christian feasts, all rolled into this particular doctrine because they're all one. The Annunciation on March 25th, and then nine months later we celebrate the Incarnation on the Nativity, right? And then we, throughout the year we celebrate our Lord's teaching and ministry as one of us, as a human walking among us, teaching. And then we celebrate in Lent and, and, and in, in, uh, and in Holy Week his passion and ultimately his death. And then in Easter and through the Easter season, his resurrection. And the narratives are very clear. St. Luke presents in, in our first reading that we read and, continue, and also in his gospel. Makes it very clear that our Lord, when he rose from the dead, rose as a human being, body and blood, just as we are, bone and flesh. It was a real resurrection. Not just, an imp, not just a, a spiritual thing. His body rose, a bodily resurrection. He, Luke is very clear on this point. Because it matters. Now, to be sure, his glorified body was, was unrecognizable in some ways for the disciples, and it took a little time for them to, 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 to recognize him. But Luke makes this point very clear. Remember, in his last chapter, just the resurrection narrative, when our Lord appears before them and he says, Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, as the hymn says, These wounds yet visible in beauty glorified. He showed them his hands and his feet, and they were still incredulous with joy and were amazed. And he said to them, have you anything here to eat? How very human, how very flesh and blood. Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of baked fish, and some manuscripts add a little, a little bit to there, and a, and a bit of honeycomb. Very accurate and, and uh, um, just very, very deliberate touch of reality here. And he took it, and he ate it in front of them. And our Lord, in doing this, is basically showing them, these men who knew their Bible, they knew their stories. He's telling them, I am not a mere appearance. I really am here. Hearkening back, remember, to the end of Tobit in the Old Testament, when the angel Raphael, who had accompanied Tobias on his journey, afterwards declares that he's the angel and he says, uh, even though you watched me eat and drink, I wasn't really eating and drinking, it was just an appearance. But our Lord is making it very clear, no, it really was. I really am flesh and blood, flesh and bone. I really am eating fish and a bit of honeycomb. Almighty God became one of us. He assumed our human nature so that he could conquer in our nature sin, which we could not conquer. 
and he rose from the dead in our human nature so he could conquer death in our human nature. And he was assumed into heaven on the, on the ascension because, so that in our human nature he could be seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty in heaven, taking our human nature into himself and elevating it as part of his divine nature. There's a little prayer that none of you probably will ever hear said out loud because we say it very quietly at the altar. As a deacon, I say it every Sunday when I'm pouring a little bit of water into the chalice. Or if the deacon's not present, Father is saying it at that Mass. He's saying, Ruius aquae advini mysterium eus vitiamur divinitatis consortis quinvanitatis nostipiatis is paticet. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in his divinity who humbled himself to share in our humanity. It's a wonderful little line from a a sermon that Pope Benedict uh, gave once, where he said, Almighty God became man so that he could become bread. He gives himself, continues to give himself, humbling himself to share in our humanity, and then giving himself to us in the Eucharist so that even though he has ascended into heaven, he is still with us transforming us into being his action in the world. Go, therefore, and teach all nations, he tells the apostles. The last words in the Mass, Ite, Misaes, go, you are dismissed. You are Mass, you are the Eucharist to the world, go. All of this because Almighty God became one of us. He humbled himself to share in our humanity so that he might pull our humanity up into his divine nature. St. Augustine says that all other food that we eat becomes us. But when we receive the Eucharist, we become it. We become Christ to the world. And that's the mystery we celebrate today, that's the mystery we celebrate every Sunday, that's the mystery we celebrate throughout the year, because all of Christian doctrine is one. It is entire, it is whole. You cannot pull a piece out without the whole thing coming unraveled. Christ, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, became a man, taking on our human nature so that he could elevate our human nature into his divine life. And that is the mystery of our faith. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.